Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI FPEI 220099. On this episode of Tamarindo, we talk about why being bilingual is beautiful. We profile Susi Jaramillo, who is Chief Creative Officer with Canticos, an educational children's platform that is building empathy through culture. You'll get inspired by this talented artist, entrepreneur, and storyteller who reminds us why more of our stories need to be told for us and by us. This is Tamarindo Podcast. I'm Brenda Gonzalez. And I'm Ana Sheila Victorino. This is the Latinx Podcast where we discuss politics, pop culture, and how to balance it all con calma. Welcome to the show. Hey, Ana Sheila, we're back here in El Estudio. And by Estudio, we mean the internet. How are you, yes. Ana Sheila? I'm good. I had a long day, but I'm actually really proud of myself because I feel like today I really showed up and did things that so many things that were actually really scary for me. And and now we're here. Recording. Yes, Matraca for doing scary things. Yes. You all don't know the pain that we go through sometimes to get this episode out. And yes, Matraca super goes to Ana Sheila because it is a long day. Thank you, Ana Sheila. And actually, I'm going to join you in doing scary things because we, I know you've done this before, has done something with Spanish Sin Pena, which is a friend of ours. And we got to do a presentation in Spanish. You did one. I did one a couple of weeks later. And I'm very proud of myself because I didn't think that I could speak Spanish that well. And look, I did it. <laughs> yeah. How, how, yeah. How was that experience for you? It was very cool. They, I told them that I was nervous to do it. And, and they basically told me like, you're crazy because you speak Spanish just fine. So cool. That was cool. Super fun. Um, so do you have a basura today? Yes, I have a basura. I want to put Texas in la basura. But, um, do you mean the entire state or the, the leadership in Texas? But you know what? Yeah. Thank you for correcting that. Let me not you know, put everyone in this bucket, but the leadership of Texas for, and, and correct me if this is wrong, but removing the mask mandate yeah. is that is you that know, true Governor is Abbott that real did that really happen super trash <laughs> <laughs> yes definitely you know, the leadership is trash <laughs> I, i just like i can't understand if we know we the, the pandemic is you know obviously the vaccine is getting out there more people are protecting themselves pero it's not over and if we can do if something as simple as wearing a mask can make a difference why would we not keep doing that no entiendo. Yes, definitely. It is not over. We're I'm very encouraged by the number of vaccines. And I, it's, it's, it's so exciting to hear the people that are getting them. 
But I did listen to another uh, episode recently that basically said it is not over. Um, things have slowed down from the last spike, but it just means that, and it was slowing down very fast, but it, that, that pace of slowing down is starting to plateau again. So no, it is not over. And it is recommended that you double mask, keep washing your hands. Yeah. There's still yeah. the variant. It is not over. So continue to take care of each other and Texas people. We are with you. Yes. And you know, if you have not lost someone to COVID, you are privileged. Like I've lost my abuelito and yeah, like it's you check your privilege. Let's let's keep saving, doing what we can to save lives. Exactly, exactly. Well, I've got a basura as well. Um, hopefully, there's been some encouraging news by the time this airs. But today, that is, we are recording, which is on Friday, March fifth. Uh, there was an opportunity for there to be an opportunity to raise the minimum wage. But unfortunately, at least today, that aspect, which was tacked onto the COVID relief bill, did not pass. And unfortunately, quite a few Democrats, um, Senate Democrats, uh, were on this list that made it saw. They basically voted against right, raising the minimum wage. And specifically, though, I do want to call out, because this is Women's History Month. Yay, Women's History Yay. Month. And what is very important to us is that when you're when you are a feminist and we are a feminist is that feminism has to be intersectional you got to show up for all women and i just want to call out and throw in la basura the following women which are democrats that obviously showed that they their feminism is not intersectional and they did not show up for women that deserve a raise through raising the women a minimum wage so they are Jeannie Sh- Shaheen of New Hampshire, basura. <laughs> Kristen Cinema <laughs> of Arizona, basura. And Maggie Hassan of New Hampshire, basura. So these are women that are not your feminists. So basura to all of them. And hopefully the fight for raising the minimum wage, which is long overdue that we, we do accomplish it. So that's our basuras. We've got quite a few. I do want to see. I mean, I got a matraca. Do you got a matraca? You go first. Matraca to our fabulous guests. You all are going to love this conversation where we, again, back to it's, it's Women's History Month. And it's also really cool to get to profile women that are using their talents like art to tell our beautiful story. So can't wait for you all to hear her. So I'll give a matraca to our guests, which is Susie Jaramillo. Which you'll, well, you'll get to hear all about her in just a moment. But I another matraca, which I know I said it last time, but just to, again, to journalist Alicia Menendez, because she is giving up her time. We're having our event. We want to make sure we see you all there. That's on March 23rd at 5.30 PST. This is a completely free conversation conversation with award-winning journalist Alicia Menendez, who's also the host of Latina to Latina podcast, who, by the way, our fabulous guest today has also been a guest of Latina to Latina podcast. So we want to see all of you at that event. So that's my matraca. You got another one? You know, I'm just going to give a matraca to like mujeres, mujeres that are breaking barriers, that are showing up for, for others, that are just doing things that inspire us. So just inspiring mujeres that aren't afraid to be themselves. Yes, yes. Um, speaking of inspiring mujeres, so tell, let's tell our listeners once more, who do we have? And, and uh, I might even tell you a couple of things that I loved about the interview, but who do we have coming up? Yeah, I was really excited to speak to Susie Jaramillo. She's the co-founder, president, and chief creative officer of Encantos, which includes their children's bilingual learning brand, Canticos. And I was really excited because I'm actually an early adopter of Canticos, like if, if you're my close friend and you have a baby, 
you for sure have gotten a, a Cantico's book from me because that is my go-to gift. And I'm also really happy that now I got to give that to my little niece, Sophia. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure the reason that you give that gift is because it's so rare to have our stories be told, right? And to have bilingual resources because being bilingual is beautiful. Being bilingual is our superpower. Some of you all are probably trilingual or more like Ana Sheila. And we know it's just so beautiful. One of the things that Susie says is that when you're bilingual, you have twice as many friends and that's how we yes. feel often. And so if you are interested in, under in understanding the benefits of being bilingual and how the educational tools that you are going to learn about right now today can help your the little esponja that is in your child's brain or the children in your lives brains so that they could be bilingual you're going to learn all about that in this fabulous conversation and it's also really inspiring yes. as as a latina right as a woman just to see how she listened to the whisper right she listened she mentions mm -hmm. that she listened to a little la, la vocecita que le decía you got to use your talents for some something that you really want to do which is to tell our stories bilingually and beautifully and that's what she does. So what a treat. I love that so much, how you said that, Brenda. And it, it was really inspiring for me as, as an entrepreneur. And, you know, now for us as entrepreneurs to, to hear some of the things that she shared on, on, on this interview, during this interview. And, you know, before we get to the interview, I just have one quick question for you, Brenda. I'm wondering, speaking of, you know, bilingual songs and stories, is there a particular song or story that has stayed with you or that you really loved growing up? Well, um, I can't remember the precise story, but if any, this might age me, but I know Cri Cri. Do you know Cri Cri? Of course, of course. <laughs> I love Cri Cri. <laughs> or love Cri Cri. <laughs> yeah, so Cri Cri. Aww. Everybody that's under 35 is like, Ken? <laughs> right, right, right. Man, you need to bring them back, but I don't know. Anyways, um, well, let's just get, let's get to the interview. Yes. I'm joined by Susie Jaramillo, co-founder, president, and chief creative officer of Encantos, which includes the children's bilingual learning brand, Canticos. It's such a joy to have you on the show. I consider myself an, an early adopter of Encantos and Canticos, and everyone that's a close friend of mine and family has a, a Canticos book, including my, my new baby niece. So uh, I just want to thank you so much for, for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Ana Sheila. It's truly my pleasure to be here. Thank you. So I need to share what y'all do is so important because especially more recently, I've become more aware of how paramount bilingual learning and, and growing up bicultural has, how, how it's impacted and, enrich, and enriched my life. And I would love to learn a little bit more about, you know, your vision for Encantos and Encanticos and, and, and how it was born. I'm, I'm so glad to hear you say that. Um, I think that the more we can empower parents to pass along their language, their roots, and their cultures to their children in ways that make them proud of who they are, the more I feel of service we can be to our communities and the more we strengthen our communities. And that's that's really what we're about. I'm going to go way back into history yes. <laughs> and, give you, and give you a little bit of like how Encantos came about and then how Canticos came about. I built most of my career in advertising. I'm actually an artist at heart, an artist by trade, but I built most of my career in advertising. And at the time there was a lot of, there's, there still is a lot of, you know, business interest in this Hispanic market, right? Like, you know, there's a lot of, you can see on, on the different TV stations, how much advertising gets spent to sell us things, mm -hmm. right? Whether it's a cell phone or a car, everyone wants to sell us something. But when it comes to telling our stories and celebrating who we are, and helping enrich the, the lives of our children, 
it really seemed that the, the investment wasn't really being made, right? And as an artist and a storyteller, I just saw real opportunity to create something that I felt that our communities needed. So I was lucky enough to sell my company in advertising. And at the time, I had two little kids. And I was translating these nursery rhymes to do in English and Spanish just for them because I wanted them to like hear them in both languages and appreciate them, you know, because my kids are English dominant. They're being raised here. No matter what I do, they're English. Mm -hmm. dominant. <laughs> but I figured I, I want to do it in English so that, you know, it's familiar. And also just because I want non-Latinos to be able to appreciate our wit and our warmth in English, mm -hmm. you know, because it's not just all about language. And then in Spanish as well. And um, I started translating everything and, and creating um, this body of work. And I realized that my true calling was to create stories with purpose that would help celebrate culture and add layers of learning for children. So my, I reached out to my colleague, Stephen Wolf and, and his wife, Nuria, and I realized that they had just also had a baby and they were going to be going through the same things I did. And um, I knew that Stephen understood, both of them actually understood um, the market dynamics and all of the interest around the Hispanic market and also the numbers. I mean, one out of every four children in the United States is Hispanic. And very soon it'll be one out of three. Wow. Every child under the age of 10 is Latino, right? So that's really impressive. And when you look at what's out there for us in terms of children's books or in terms of children's media, we're really not represented. No one's telling our stories. And when, when we are, it's, a, it's in a very sort of not culturally nuanced mm -hmm. way, is what I would say. And so they were super enthusiastic to join forces and just create a company that would help bring 21st century skills to children with stories that were completely inspired by culture. Mm. That means skills that go beyond the basics, right? So it's not just about, you know, literacy or math or coding. It's really also about social emotional learning and building empathy through culture. And with Canticos, that's what we do every single day, right? So in addition to bringing nursery rhymes to life or maybe teaching your kids about the days of the week or numbers or, or you know, just vocabulary words, we're also going to teach them about concepts like love mm. with our amor song, right? right. Or gratitude, right? Um, with our thank you I song. I love that so much. I, what you just said about teaching empathy through culture and going beyond the basics. I, I often think about how I wish so many things were taught in school that I learned maybe even a few years ago. And how beautiful would it be if that was something that was really integrated from a very young age, like teaching empathy and gratitude and you know, grounding practices. If we started that with our little, with our little kids and while also introducing them to different cultures and experiences and more than one language, which we, we know that when you learn more than one language, you are right away expanding your perspective, right? Absolutely. And, and that's, that's what Encantos is all about, really teaching kids through, through culture. And Canticos, very specifically, our first brand is about bilingual learning. So how can you help children, you know, zero to five, acquire two language skills so they can function in both English and Spanish and have ambidextrous brains, if you will, right? Um, stronger critical thinking skills, stronger problem solving skills, higher level of empathy, and a greater possibility to interact with more people. I, I like to say that when you speak two languages, you'll have twice as many mm, friends. Yes. Right? So <laughs> I mean, it just really broadens your horizons. Yeah, it's so um, be been beautiful for me when I've traveled to countries that speak Spanish, how 
different my experience becomes because I can right away have a connection with the people from that country and, and other languages that I've tried to learn as well. And another thing that I really love is, is that, that y'all frame what you do as story teaching. And I thought that was really powerful because I think that that's one of the greatest contributions that we have as humans, right? Our ability for storytelling and how how well we can learn through storytelling. And I also uh, love that you, that y'all offered sort of tailored and personalized learning experience, some, something that we also don't tr- mm-hmm. get in traditional classrooms. And I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about this approach, story teaching, and, and also these personalized learning experiences that you offer. Sure. So what I like about um, story teaching is you're building on one of those qualities that children over index on and yet is very seldom used for learning, which is empathy. You're getting them to empathize with a character that they fall in love with and they want to be friends with. And you're letting that character lead them through learning experiences. So in the case of Los Pollitos, they're meeting Ricky, Kiki, and and, and Nikki Chiki, Mm -hmm. right? And they're following them into these adventures where they're learning about, you know, these basic preschool concepts. And so all of a sudden learning becomes fun. And because they're emotionally engaged, it's going to last longer. Unlike sort of route learning where it's all about memorization, where it's kind of hard work, they're emotionally engaged and it just activates a different part of their brain and the learning really sinks in. I love that. No, I, and I, that is so cool. And I wish we could use that method more in, in, in other topics like math, for example. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Don't feel like sitting in a waiting room right now? Plant Parenthood has got you covered as a leader in using new technologies to provide high-quality health care in ways that fit your life. Through Plant Parenthood's virtual appointments, you can get high-quality, affordable care your way by phone or video. Trusted providers will listen, give information, and support you in all of your health care decisions. Planned Parenthood's telehealth appointments are high-quality, affordable, and private, just like in-person visits. Whether you need help with birth control, a prescription refill, or other sexual or reproductive care services, skip the waiting room and get the care you need when you need it. Planned Parenthood takes the stress out of health care and is ready when you are. Check out PlannedParenthood.org forward slash Tamarindo to learn more and book a virtual appointment. That's PlannedParenthood.org forward slash Tamarindo. We're back. I'll never forget um, in Venezuela, my, uh, I was having trouble figuring out the, the algebraic concept, like positive plus positive is a positive, a negative and a negative is a positive, a negative and a positive is a negative. My math teacher sat me down and he goes, it's very simple. The friend of your friend is your friend. An enemy of your friend is your enemy. An enemy of your enemy is your friend. Oh, and I was like, I get it. My God. I get it. My mind was just blown. And that is amazing. <laughs> And I want to reach out to my math teacher friends and share this. McDonald's se está transformando en el mundo anime de McDonald's y te trae la nueva savory chili McDonald's sauce. Los mejores sabores se unen en esta legendaria salsa para que tus 10-piece chicken McDuggets, papitas y Sprite se conviertan en un meal ultra poderoso. Desbloquea un manga con tu meal y disfruta de un corto de anime cada semana. Solo en McDonald's. Badabababa, go! En McDonald's participantes por tiempo limitado hasta agotar existencias. Sorry with them. <laughs> <laughs> and he just he just blew my mind with algebra, and then I never had any problems from that. Mm. You know? Yeah, it's it's really about connecting with with the student and and how how they specifically learn, right? 
Yeah, we're, we're naturally narrow. We gravitate towards narratives. I mean, story, storytelling is the most ancient form of teaching mm-hmm. there is, right? right? And somewhere along the line, we decided that school shouldn't be fun and that school should be work. It should be work for children. And this is something, it should be all about discipline and it should be about memorization and it should be about what you have to do because we were training a workforce that was going to go into factories, that were going to go into work situations where they needed to do what they were told. Mm. And so that is the kind of schooling we developed for our children. Nowadays, children are not going into that kind of workforce. They're going into the workforce where they're going to be expected to solve problems on a regular basis. They're going to be expected to identify problems and bring solutions to the table. Their creative thinking skills are the ones that are going to be valued. Their network is going to be their capital. They'll need to build. They'll need to make friends. That will be the way they build out their careers. So all of those skills are not being taught in school. Right. And so that's why we want to focus on those skills with every single brand that we roll out. So right now it's Ganticos, where we're teaching them all these social emotional skills, but we're also teaching them the preschool's basics in English and in Spanish. So that second language being like the core component of Canticos. But future brands like Tiny Travelers, for example, it's going to be all about language, geography, and culture and being a citizen of the world. Skeletina, which is another brand coming about, is going to be about managing your anxieties and dealing with your fears and cultivating optimism, resilience, and grit, right? So each one of our brands, every single thing that Encantos puts out into the world is really going to lean into these 21st century skills. I love it so much. And and I actually have already gifted away uh, Tiny Traveler's books as well because that brand also really resonates with me so much because, you know, I was a little girl and I loved reading and I loved, you know, going on adventures with with books and, and I didn't get to, to travel internationally until I was much older. And so books were the ways in which... I got to, to explore the world and how I got to visit the world. And so for me, you know, gifting that the, the little book to my nieces is, is kind of sharing that my own journey with her, you know? Oh, thank you. We appreciate yeah. that. We were just so, so kind of sick of going into the bookstore and seeing, oh, good night, Paris. Good night, London. You know, where's good night, Mexico? Yeah. Where, where's good night, Haiti? You know what I mean? Where's good night, you know, Japan? Like, why is it the same five European countries? (laughs) Like, why can't we truly celebrate the world and and all that's beautiful and different and exotic? So that's... That's what Tiny Travelers is about. I love it. And that, and that really goes back to who is creating this content, right? You and your, your co-founders were the, were the creators. So you had that perspective of the stories that you wanted to tell and the places you wanted to showcase that weren't, you know, the same countries because y'all were not just from those countries, right? We like to say that we're telling stories that, ki- that need to be told, imbued with skills that need to be taught in ways that children learn mm. best. That's really what we consider we do. So we believe in authentic voices. So whether whether it's mine as a Latina raised between here and Venezuela, my mother was actually, um, she was half Irish, half Ecuadorian, but born here, whereas I was born in Venezuela and my father's Venezuelan, and I was raised between Venezuela and the United States. Sometimes I felt like an outsider in both the United States and Venezuela. And then by now I feel like I fit in both ways and I don't really care. Yeah. It's like, yes, in Venezuela, I'm a gringa. <laughs> and in the United States, I'm a Latina or a Latinx, depending on who you're talking to. Right. Um, and I, I consider myself to have the best of yes. both worlds, truly. I can 
navigate fluidly in both communities. Yes, actually, Brenda and and myself have talked specifically about this and how we used to really struggle, you know, really feeling need that ni need that ya, but how we've started to see that now mm-hmm. as a strength and can really say somos de aquí de allá. I can't tell you how many people have gone, have like my mother would um, introduce us like for strangers, whatever you mean, an airport or something. I'd be like, oh, what country do you like better? The United States or Venezuela? And I'm like, I like them both. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like, I can, I like the best of both worlds. And I, I really feel like that's our strength. Yeah. That's our superpower. We really have to lean into both countries and, and capitalize on what you each has to right. offer. And, and take what we think is best from, from each one, verdad? So, um, I know you're the chief creative officer of Encantos. And so you're, mm-hmm. you know, your, your training is, is your, by the way, so you do all the illustrations, which are absolutely beautiful and y'all, you know, check them out. We're going to be doing a giveaway. And so you'll see them on our, on our social, but illustrations are absolutely beautiful. I'd love to learn about your transition from, you know, what was it like going from, you know, that, that background to becoming a co-founder and an executive? So I'm, I'm an odd breed <laughs> because most artists, are not always entrepreneurs, but I'm, I'm an old school artist in the sense that I truly like to draw and paint. Mm-hmm. And, and traditionally I love ink. I love watercolor. I love, you know, all of that kind of like messy stuff. I, I really love to do. And I like to say that I like to make things, whether it's, you know, paper mache or whether it's a piece of art or whether it's a company. <laughs> I like to I make love things. That. <laughs> I like to make teams. I like to direct. I, I like to write. So I'm a, I'm a very kind of well-rounded, um, creative, I would, I would say. And I should say that, you know, I, I grew up in Florida and, you know, I was the fourth of five children. Right. And my mother, it was a very traditional, you know, Catholic mom. So it was like, Oh, she's a girl. Well, you know, you can just graduate and get married. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was kind of like her, which meant no pressure, man. You can do whatever you want kind of at the same time. Right. So when, when she saw that I was artistically inclined and I told her I wanted to go to art school, she was like, oh, well, if you're going to go to art school, you have to go to Pratt, which is actually legit one of the best art schools in the country. So bless her for saying that. I don't know how I paid for Pratt because at the time, like my parents were divorced. She had no money. She was going through chemotherapy. Um, so um, I got a lot of government assistance. I got a ton of, I graduated with like over $40,000 in loan, which is probably nothing now. Seriously. <laughs> <I think> about <laughs> it. <laughs> Just probably nothing, but I somehow managed to pay my way through school and I graduated at the, like at the top of my class, I did really well because I loved art, but I didn't know what to do with myself as an artist, right? It's like, okay, you have these skills. What do you do? And I didn't understand the creative fields. I didn't understand that, you know, as a, as an artist, you can go do editorial illustration, book covers. You can be a set designer. You can be a costume designer. You can work on films. You can work on animation. Like I didn't understand the breadth of the creative careers. And so I bounced around and then I, I fell into advertising and I loved it because it was a place where you used storytelling to solve a business problem. Right. Right. And I would do all the storyboard and all the sketches, but I would also write all the concepts and I would also do all the strategic setup. And I would also explain to these, you know, super corporate Americans why this concept was relevant to our Latino market. And then I started building teams and working with amazing graphic designers and illustrators and, you know, photographers and filmmakers and and decided I, I really like this whole, like, what a creative team could, could make. Cause it's, you can paint a beautiful painting and put it in a gallery and maybe you'll touch, I don't know, like a thousand people, maybe 10,000 if you're right. lucky, but you can put a piece of media into the world and you can touch millions 
So I loved the impact, the cultural impact that the work I put out in the world had. And I became really conscious of that cultural impact and my role in shaping it. I've always thought that, you know, an artist is truly fulfilled when they serve. Like you are given skills and talents mm -hmm. that allow you to transcend communication barriers and to communicate at a different level. And you should use those skills to make the world a better place, to transcend boundaries, right? To build bridges. And so I decided after 12 years in advertising where I, it was my own agency, I had built it from the ground up. I mean, working for no salary for a couple of years until we secured enough retainers to start paying ourselves little by little until you know how it goes until you have like, okay, now I have, you know, four or five, six clients. I can actually pay myself a decent salary. Like I, I paid my dues on that front and I decided I've learned everything I can learn in advertising. Like I know how to meet the business challenge. I know how to build brand. I know how to build teams. I know all of these different things. What am I doing for my community? What am I doing with my gifts to make the world a better place? I find that usually where there's a community need, there's a business opportunity. Right. And so I decided to marry those two things. I love that. And when you were sharing a little bit about the story about Encantos Encanticos, it was clear that this was a need that you felt in your own family. And that's sort of como what, what initially sparked this. And then you applied all of your, the co-founder skills and talents to actually make it into a company. Yeah. I felt it. And then as an artist, I was like, all right, I can do this. Like it's, it's, you have the little voice, you people, all, you're always going to have, and your listeners will have this too. Everyone's got a voice in their head saying, I think it would be a good idea to do this. Mm -hmm. Right. This is a really good idea. I could probably do this. It's a little voice that whispers in the back of your neck. Right. I think this is a really good idea. I should really do this. Very few people listen to that voice. <laughs> and very, most people will say at some point I'll find the time. But the secret about time is that you don't find it, you make it. Yeah. So the reason I decided to make the time is because I got stuck in my daughter's preschool because every time I tried to leave, she would cry. So I was stuck in her preschool with no internet. <laughs> I didn't have any internet. So I couldn't play on my phone and no cell phone service. So I said, okay, I might as well work on that Poyitos book that I've had in my head for a gazillion years. And so I sat there in her classroom with, you know, yellow construction paper and a pencil and the scissors. And I made a dummy of the first lift the flap, you know, make the chicky run accordion book of Los Pollitos. Wow. Like your prototype. My prototype. I made it in her, in her preschool class as I was stuck there with no cell phone access and no internet access. So lesson being the internet will kill your creativity. Yes. I've realized that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> social media takes away from creating real media <laughs> and sometimes you just have to disconnect and follow your vision through and once I started that I couldn't stop I couldn't mm -hmm. stop I immediately painted the book then I went the second then I did the third then I started picking up the phone and calling people and then just it's like the the gates were like released. It's like I had unblocked. Right. Something. I mean, sometimes, and you know, this is said often that the hardest part is starting and you have to, as you said, make the time to start because otherwise you'll never find it. That's correct. You will never right. find time. Yeah. One yeah. of the things that I've started doing when I need to be, you know, more creative is I, is I, um, and I do a lot of, you know, a writing for, for the podcast and, and other things is I wake up really early in the morning 
And I found that that is my best mm-hmm. time because that is the easiest time for me to disconnect. It's easier for me to resist the urge to be online because no one else is, is awake, you know, and there's this quiet. So 1000%, I'm the same way. I've heard this quote that says, um, beware people that wake up early in the morning, nothing can stop them. I love that. I love that. I love, and I, and I love these tips for maybe yeah. people that are feeling stuck, that have an idea that is, that is there, but they're having a hard time executing it. And I think we also have to speak to the fact that as, as, as Latinos, as Latinx and, and BIPOC folk, a lot of us have additional barriers, right? We don't come from generational wealth or, or have resources that a lot of you know, white folks often do that, that facilitate the, the creation of, of, of a company or an entrepreneurial venture. So I'm wondering, you know, what uh, maybe additional advice you might have for Latinos and BIPOC folk that maybe want to start something, but they think they can't or, you know, don't have the resources. I would say that to be diverse in any of the, you know, traditional means, whether you're, you know, black, brown, LGBTQ, now is your time. Diverse perspectives are needed now more than ever. And your value is in your perspective. And it's only as valuable as the value you ascribe to it, which is really, really, really important. If you don't value your point of view, your experiences, what you bring to the table, nobody else will. And the way you honor that perspective is by investing your time into it, whether it be by what you create, by what you write, by what you produce, invest the time to make a prototype. And then get the feedback to make it better. But if there's a little voice whispering in the back of your head that this is important, it probably is. Mm. I have the theory that that's, that's God whispering to you. You know, that's the universe telling yes. you, this is your path. Do yes. this. I love that so much. Thank you, Susie. We've gotten to the point in our interview where we like to ask our guests what they want to give a matraca to, what they want to put in the basura, and what is giving them their calma. So go ahead and start with whichever, whichever one you, you, you have ready. <laughs> so my matracas are my workouts, man. I, I recently got a peloton bike and I'm like in love. It's, it's amazing. I, I work on it. I'm on it every morning. But even before that, I was doing my walks. I made a playlist and it had all my favorite music. And I was doing my walks around the neighborhood because all the gyms were closed. But an hour, a solid hour, I would walk for four miles. And I felt so good listening to my favorite music. And it was just like my me time. And I would go early at like six o'clock in the morning. And I loved it. It made me feel like, okay, I accomplished something. And, you know, this pandemic is not going to kill me. <laughs> so that was, that was, that was, that's my mantra that I really love. Just, just getting fit and just giving some exercise and some time to yeah. myself. And then a la basura con the mommy guilt. I'm so over mommy guilt. Like, que, que, like I'm not like, you know, sitting down and doing with my homework with my kids enough, or I'm not cooking the best meals enough. We're not having enough sit down dinners. This house isn't as clean as it could be. Are there dishes in the sink? Yeah. Like I do what I can. And then I yes, go to sleep. I love that. <laughs> like really, I can't with the no. mommy guilt and, and, and la calma. My children's love all day long. My children's love. I think the most important thing that you can do as a parent, other than, I mean, try to give your children the best education you possibly can, is give them warmth and give them love and just receive it back because, oh my God, those kids have so much love to give. And just to make sure, like, I love my snuggles. (laughs) (laughs) I love... The, the sweet, like laughing with them and joking with them the, last night, or was it the day before we spent an hour just going through old pictures and embarrassing my 12 year old with like videos of him when he was four singing, let it go. Right. 
just like looking at cute pictures like is is mi calma total like how cool these kids yeah, are yeah that's beautiful it, well before we go uh, is there anything coming up that you want to let us know about whether with canticos or, or anything else and and where can we where can we find canticos so by all means i think the, the thing we're most proud of right now is our canticos app so can, the canticos app is the first app of its kind to truly help children especially the little ones the preschoolers learn spanish while they play and celebrate culture I mean, this is the only app that's really going to help them learn their basics, whether it's numbers, letters, shapes, all that good stuff, colors, but with all of your favorite nursery rhymes, right? It's going to have all of your sol solecito, your los pollitos, your arroz con leche, and these phenomenal characters, Kiki, Chiki, Ricky, los pollitos, where kids can really just learn and play at the same time. So I think that's what we're most proud of. I'm going to say, yes, it's a paid app. We put a ton of work into it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And because it's a paid app, it's a good app. It's not cualquier porquería que you're going to get for free in the app right. store. It's something that there are educators and designers and animators slaving away to really make it wonderful. So I truly encourage you to check out our Canticos app. We're really proud of the work we do there. And please, if you have ideas or if you, if you find something, like tell us, hey, I think you could do this. This is a great idea for your app. Or you can do this better. Like give us feedback. We're constantly looking for feedback on how we can make the app better and how we can better serve families. Yes, I love that. Yeah. And you can, you can find all about um, Canticos at canticosworld.com. I thought you can see all the, you can find books, you can find, you know, fun things for your little, like your babies, whether they be puzzles or stroller cards and your preschooler. And on me, you can find me at Suharamillo, Suharamillo on, on Twitter and on, on Instagram. But yeah, definitely check us out um, at canticosworld.com. Wonderful. And I do want to say that we are giving away three Canticos subscriptions, yearly subscriptions. So awesome. that will be on our Instagram. So check that out because it is an amazing app. I've had a chance to, to play with it a little bit and it's, and it's beautiful. Yes, the kids love it. Yeah. So Susie, thank you so much. Ha sido un placer. Uh, you're wonderful. And, and thank you so much for, for the work that y'all are doing. I placer for todo mío, and honestly, thank you for the work that you're doing because inspiring people and getting the, the 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 word out there and just keeping people engaged with these kinds of podcasts. I'm an avid podcast listen to, listener, so I I absolutely value the work that you do. Oh, gracias, qué lindo. Well, take care. Adiós. Dale, chao. <laughs> Marindo Podcast is independently produced by Ana Sheila Victorino and Brenda Gonzalez. Jeff DeVoe provides original music and sound engineering, and Michelle Andrade provides editing and production support. Follow us on Instagram at Tamarindo Podcast and at Twitter at Tamarindo Cast. And if you like the show, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts or share the episode with a friend. Get in touch with us at tamarindopodcast.com. Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa. Eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. 
Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI FPEI 220099. Tax Day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.